Welcome. This is the Real Estate Investing Mastery Podcast. Hey, what's going on, guys? Joe McCall, the Real Estate Investing Mastery Podcast. Glad you're here. Hello, what's going on? It's a beautiful, cold, wintry, snowy day right now in St. Louis. Our guest today is in Texas, and I have a feeling it's going to be a little warmer down there. But anyway, I'm glad you guys are here. Welcome to the show. This is a podcast and a YouTube video channel, whatever, that I've created where I get to interview really cool people that are doing a lot of cool deals. And uh, today's guest, his name is Trevor Probant. And uh, he's been doing deals, his whole family's been doing vacant land deals for a long, long time in Texas. And he's been doing deals, bigger, better, more profitable deals for quite a long time. And I put the call out there a few months ago, a few weeks ago, hey, I'm looking for guys doing deals, land deals. I'd love to get you on my podcast. And uh, somebody recommended Trevor and and Trevor and I connected and I said, yeah, let's get you on the show. So he's going to be here. It's going to be a lot of fun. And I think... Normally, I tell you guys, right, let's do this. Let's do this. Normally, I give you guys a website or something to go to. Today's sponsor for this podcast. How about that? Does that sound professional? Today's sponsor for this podcast is FreedomSoft Joe, the FreedomSoft Joe McCall Signature Edition. Did you know there is a signature edition of FreedomSoft? It's the, it's the CRM that I use every day right now for house deals, lease options, wholesaling deals, and vacant land deals. And so if you get the Joe McCall Signature Edition of FreedomSoft, you will get my workflow automations, websites, contracts, marketing pieces, all of that good fancy stuff inside of FreedomSoft. I love FreedomSoft. It's amazing. And if you want to see a webinar that I did with Rob Swanson on how to get pretty much hundreds of leads within minutes, go to this webinar we did together, hundredsofleads.com, hundredsofleads.com. And that little video will show you kind of what FreedomSoft will do, how you can use it in your business and um, why you'll see why I'm such a huge fan of it and why I use it all the time. So go to hundredsofleads.com, hundredsofleads.com. All right, cool. Let's bring Trevor Probant. How you doing, my man? Good, man. How are you? Excellent. Trevor, we just met a few minutes ago. We've been talking a little bit on Facebook Messenger and stuff, but you and your family have been doing land since the 90s. Can you believe that? Back in the last century, back in the late 1900s. Uh, (laughs) So like, Talk a little bit about your story and how you got, you know, your family and how you got into land and, and investing and all that. Yeah, I I grew up on a cattle ranch northeast of San Angelo, Texas, and now I grew up on 4,800 acres. And so I didn't have like, you know, the whole boots, cowboy hats, you know, horses, all that other stuff. That was me. They've been in the ranching business since 1929. Wow, that's awesome. And, and so, oh, and, and we'll we'll discuss that here in just a little bit and what the changing of the guard is in the next in this next century. But anyway, in the, in the early nineties, my, uh, my grandfather, my dad and my uncle, and anyway, they started buying big ranches and subdivide them, simple subdivides, not building subdivisions, but doing subdivides. And just like buying a, you know, a case of Coke is cheaper per Coke. When you buy it by the case and you sell it by, sell it by the Coke, you make money. That's a great analogy. All right. (laughs) It's not, it's, it's not sexy. You know what I mean? Like it's not, you know, it, but, but it works just about anywhere all the time. Hmm. And so that's what we call force appreciation. You know, a lot of people go vertical. Um, some, some people do commercial stuff, you know, everything else like that. But that's, that's basically what, what I do, uh, right now for, for the most part. But I also buy some, some smaller and do some cash flow stuff, kind of like your bread and butter owner finance deals too. Yeah. So well, we, we love yeah. bread and butter. And we're going to talk yeah. a lot about the owner financing deals because that's, those are those are great deals to do. Yep. Um, so you you were raised on a big ranch. Uh, we titled this podcast "Buy the Ranch, Sell Buy Buy the Ranch, Sell by the Pasture." What do you mean by that? When in in the ranching jargon, whenever you you take say a five thousand acre place, what you're going to do is you're going to often subdivide those into fenced areas that you allow your livestock, whether that's cow, sheep, or goats, and you, what you do is instead of grazing them all in the entire place at one time, you move them into different pastures and allow the land or the grass to rest and grow again. Right. And then, and so it's a rotational deal. And so instead of coming in and trying to reinvent the wheel, what we often do is we take those current pastures that are already there, they're already fenced. And instead of buying it, we buy the whole ranch and then we sell by the individual pasture. 
Okay. So we don't we don't fight the topography. We don't fight the infrastructure that's already there. Right. That's that's where the art comes in with this kind of stuff is I'll literally get on the highest point that I can be on and I will stand there and I'll look at it. And I know where I'm at. Recreational users are the buyer hunters, things like this, especially hunting in Texas. Right. Deer hunting, hog hunting, all that other stuff. So I grew up that way. I know what people want. Right. And and basically, I let the land tell me how how big the parcels are going to be. And I also allow the infrastructure that already has the fencing, the roads the water wells, things like that to dictate how I subdivide. Yeah. Sometimes, you know, when we talk about these big lots and, you know, these big ranches, people, it gets intimidating a little bit to some people that are new, but you're talking about our target customer is the recreational hunter, guy who wants to ride a four-wheeler, guy who wants to build a cabin, go camping, shoot their yep. guns, just get yep. out, you know, get in the middle of nowhere, right? And here's the big key. I make unaffordable, non-trophy ranches affordable. Mm. So... Obviously, the especially in Texas, you know, the live water, right? The giant multi-million dollar views, things like that. That's going to get bit, get bought by some rich guy in Dallas or Austin or whatever, right? These non-trophy assets that were working ranches that don't have running water, don't have these multi-million dollar views. Well, they may sell for three or four million dollars, right? Or they may be asking for three or four million dollars. Very few people that can afford that are going to spend that on that asset. What I do is I take those three or four million dollar parcels and I turn them into five hundred thousand dollar tracks that more and more people can afford, right? And do it that way, and then force appreciation that way. All right, nice. So a lot of you guys watching us now on Facebook and YouTube, if you have any questions or comments, please type them in the YouTube or Facebook comments, and they'll pop up here, and I'll bring them up to Trevor, and we can talk about them. All right. So Trevor, when you buy a ranch and you sell by the uh, pasture, but what's the average size of a pasture? That you would sell, let's say, in in my neck of the woods, two to well, one hundred and fifty to four hundred acres. One hundred and fifty to four hundred acres. Yep, right, yep, that's good size. Yes, sir. Yeah, Texas and, is and, a big and, state. And, well, exactly. Again, the closer you go to larger populations, the smaller you go with your parcels, right? Because mm-hmm. a ten or twenty acre parcel may be a lot of country for someone that just wants a weekend getaway with an hour away from Austin or Dallas, right? Yeah, and the prices, the overall prices, are much higher per acre on those smaller tracks. Yeah. Here's the fun thing about that, right? The more expensive, it's just it's the same thing of buying an apartment complex with a low cap mm-hmm. rate. If you have a game plan, if you have a game plan for improving the NOI on that asset, the valuations, every single dollar that you help the NOI shoots the valuations way up, right? Same thing in this game with more expensive properties. If you can find a parcel that's worth 10000 bucks an acre, right, as 100 acres, but you turn them into 10-acre tracks, they may be worth $25,000 an acre. And that's something. Right. But that's something percentages may be the same. I may be able to add another 50% where I'm at, but it may only be $1,000 an acre more, right? And so that's where, that's where the art comes into. And that's where understanding what your end buyer wants to have. Yeah. And that's, as you know, land is non-homogenous and land is harder to comp. And the reason that's why I love it is because, you know, you're a genius guy when it comes to automating and doing all this other stuff, right? I love right. it because <laughs> I can't go out there. A, a, a hedge fund is not going to go out there and buy this much and charge this much and do all that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. The, it's, it's still land is still, I think the final frontier as far as real estate assets that you can have the inside track and know something more than anybody else. Right. I mean, that's the only reason we invest in real estate mm-hmm. is because it's a non-perfect market imperfect market. Right. Mm-hmm. This is the ultimate when it comes to that stuff. So it allows you to put in the work and you may know more about two or three counties than anybody else does. And you can make millions of dollars over the next 10 or 20 years. Oh yeah, yeah, and and there's the the demand for land is going up dramatically. Just the political climate, what's going on in the world, you know, especially people, today with yeah, Ukraine, I and I mean, yeah, everybody's talking about bug out, and you know yeah. what I mean. Yeah, what's going to happen if it gets worse in in Ukraine and Russia, and we go into a third third world war, right? Like, yep, people uh, are looking for the safety and the serenity and the. The, the of having vacant land. So the demand is going way up, but there's still a lot of opportunity. There's very little competition for vacant land deals, right? So Trevor, you were telling me kind of how you got, you, you grew up on a ranch. Um, you grew up with a family that had been doing this for a long time. But like you said something when we first got on about your dad, I think was complaining about taxes or something, right? Yep. And so what yep. did you say to that? Well, he, always, he had been complaining. They had made, we'd, they had done a deal I guess this is in 15 or 16 and made a bunch of money on it. And they're like, well, 
you know, because that's all earned. It's just like a, doing house flips, right? Especially if you sell it within a year, which is your whole goal, right? Is you pay a lot in taxes, right? Yeah. <laughs> Congratulations, you made 100, 800,000. Well, you're going to get taxed at 40%, right? And that's, yeah. you know, and that's, <laughs> anyway, it's, it's, it's great. And I love paying taxes and all this other stuff. But dad was like, hey, you know, man, I need to, we need to figure out a way where we can get off this treadmill. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, why don't we do, you know, sell notes and things like that? And he's like, well, they've been doing that stuff out in way West Texas since dirt was new, mm-hmm. you know? And I started looking into it and that's where I, I started learning about from these different folks with, you know, Jack Bosch and Jack and Jill and all these other people and even Podolsky and those guys like owner finance. Yeah. Right. And that's what I, I was like, oh, dude. And so I like, I remember my first mailer and this was in 15. I said it to a bunch of like 40 acre tracks in Northern Arizona. And I had like unbelievable, I don't paid a little bit to offer a little too much, but like still made like eight or 10 deals out of like 700 offers. You know what I mean? Wow. Like, you That's know, phenomenal too. Hit it out of the park. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh yeah. I wish it was still that way now. <laughs> People like us talking about it. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, it's not as good as it used to be, but it's still stinking really good compared yep. to houses. Right? Absolutely. Absolutely. So, yeah, I mean, and and that's still like my long term goal is and that's where I'm really going to focus this next year is and that's something I'm not good at is, you know, with these big multimillion dollar deals, it's you don't really delegate that. Right. Like you got to make sure you're there at the meetings or you got to make sure that the commissioner meetings, you got to make sure you're there with the surveyor and you're meeting with the water well guy. And, you know, all these things like that, these small ones, that's where I've got to do a much better job of delegating. I've actually got a a call at three o'clock with a with a guy that wants to help work with me on doing some stuff like that. But like, I still think that's the the best margin, you know, under uh, below one hundred thousand dollar parcels that banks don't lend on. Yeah. That's still your best opportunity to make a lot of money in this game. And, and there's a really good reason for that too, is because that's the most, uh, the average Joe out there, he can't afford $500,000 piece of vacant land, right? But they can't afford the one to 10 acres, one to 40 acres that are under $100,000, especially if you found this true, Trevor, when you're, let's say you get a 40 acre lot, you buy it for, I don't know, 30 grand or something, mm-hmm. you sell it for a hundred. Do you get more calls from people when you advertise that property for with owner financing? Absolutely, 110% of the time. And here's another thing too. That's and I've got a you know, there's there's many roads to Rome. And I've got a I've got a young guy that bought a bunch of little cheap rinky-dink parcels that I had bought and just set on for a long time and he makes $33,000 a month now, <laughs> but at 100 bucks a month a parcel, right? Oh, wow. The buyers that want the 40, 50, 80,000 parcels are much better. <laughs> yeah. And and they and they fall all over if you offer owner financing. Mm-hmm. I mean, in I've had offers from like Harley Davidsons and pickups and cash and you, you know what I mean? Like it's just it's it's not, I mean, I would have killed myself on a Harley Davidson, but uh yeah, I yeah. mean it's it's insane. If you have good dirt, something that, you know, again, a 30, 40 acre parcel in Wisconsin or Arizona or Colorado or something like this, like people will fall all over themselves when you offer owner financing. And there's two wonderful things about that. One, it sells fast and you get a premium price. And two, whenever you do that, it allows you to charge way more interest than anybody else can, right? Yeah. You can charge that eight, nine, 10% interest, even on these parcels, depending on how far out you want to go with them, right? Yeah. And that's the beautiful thing about it. Once you own the asset, with cash, you're the bank. You decide what your desired rate of return is. Yep. How long How long these are. You know what I mean? Like there's a million different things to do that. And the cool thing is, and this is something I've, I've talked to some some younger guys that have done a bunch of stuff out in West Texas. You can build, you can take a year or two and build some portfolio of some of these loans. And once they've got some seasoning, my goodness, people will fall all over themselves to buy them. Oh yeah. You know, you know, you got these guys that are 22, 25, use any of their money. They use a heck of a lot of hustle and some mail, and then they cash out with $500,000 for just that, you know, much less the cash flow that they made. You know what I mean? Like it's, yeah, it's real, but you got to right. build a system. And that's what I'm not, that's what I've got to work on. All right. So let's talk about the, the you talk about good dirt. What, what is good dirt for you? What are some areas of the country that you like to target? Of course, I'm a, I'm a Western guy. And, and here's the thing is, and, and people do tons and tons of owner finance stuff in Texas. I don't. Land contracts are not legal. And there's a million ways to go around that, right? Deed in lieu of foreclosure, performance, whatever the hell you want to call it. I love Colorado, northern New Mexico, northern Arizona, and Utah, but especially Colorado, northern Arizona, just because I also hunt a lot out west and I like those places. Yeah. (laughs) You know what I mean? And and I try to focus on 30 to 
$50,000 parcels valuation. And then I try to buy them 30 to 50 cents on the dollar. Nice. Now, people some people are saying, man, Colorado, Northern Arizona, aren't, isn't those some of the most competitive markets right now for, for land investors? <laughs> De- depends on what you're depends on what you're offering. And it also depends on what you're trying to do. Like my only goal, and I have it written on my bathroom mirror is I always say cheap. I have a deal that says cheaper money. And it also says offer more, right? My only goal in this whole thing is not to offer. No, I want to hit my desired rate of return because that's all this is, right? It's just a vehicle to get us where we want to be, right? It's and I love land. That's why I like it, right? Like I love. I grew up in the sticks, you know, all this other stuff. But the reason that I use that is like if I can come in and you want to offer twenty five cents on the dollar, and I can offer fifty cents on the dollar because I got somebody that's willing to lend me, you know, two million dollars at seven percent interest. How many more accepted offers am I going to have than you, Joe? Yeah. Even in a competitive market, you can offer. Even more. in a competitive market, I'll still kick your backside. You know what I mean? And yes, I mean those those are competitive areas. But to be honest with you, I don't know where it's not competitive right now. And here's another thing: here's here's how you set yourself apart. Everybody and their dog can send text messages. Everybody and their dog can send marketing. Nobody has any cash. Raise capital. Get the deal done. And whenever somebody tells you that, oh, oh, so and so has already sent me thirteen offers and all this other stuff, I'm like, well. You sign that deal, send it to Susie over at Stewart Title, right? We'll email it right now and I'll, I'll wire up a, a earnest money check right now. You can close right you now. You can close. Okay. That is, that is in my opinion, that's how you set yourself apart in the land business. And that's and that's having capital. And again, people freak out about competition, but I'm telling you, when you compare this to houses. And I don't play in the house game, so I don't know. I, mean, oh. I, do, I know, but you know what I'm saying? I just don't, not in the day-to-day stuff. Well, especially in the DFW area. Oh, God. Like, there's guys there that you can't even touch one half of 1% response rate with your direct mail, right? It's just so insane. But when you can get 2 to 3% response rate on your direct mail with vacant land um, on a bad day, that's, that's really good. All right. So you're, you're targeting not the little one or two acre lots. You're targeting the bigger ones because you have the capital you can close on them. Yep. In, in my large, all my large deals that I've done, you know, six plus million dollars in the past eight months have all been on market. They've been on, oh, really? On so, market. So are you offering, are you negotiating? Are you offering them their asking price or what are you doing there? Depends on the asset. You know, I mean, I'll pay 120% if I've got a great game plan. Yeah. If it's got the right shape, if it has the right infrastructure, things like this, right? Like that's, that's the difference between playing playing, hey, I'm all I've got is, you know, one stick, right? Like all I've got the whole world looks like a, a nail when you all you got is a ball peen hammer, right? And when you get multiple tools in your toolbox, it allows you to do lots of different things. Yeah. Right. That's partnering with landowners. That's working with brokers to to do all this other stuff. But to be honest with you, just making offers. Finding stuff that's been on the market for a little while and making offers. And we bought one that that one I was just showing you that I'm, I've got to go to to the final commissioners meeting, things like that. It had been on the market for two and a half years. I made an offer and they took it and it was $970,000 less than asking price. Wow. You know, you're talking about simple things that you can do to the land to make it more valuable. I was just interviewing uh, Mitch Stevens Mm -hmm. on his podcast, or he was interviewing me, but we were talking about his land deals and he just did a big deal that the only thing they did is they brought in a, a, a machine. This was in Texas somewhere that cut in a road and it was like, they had to they had to cut into the road and then re, oh, he had this machine that it takes bigger rocks and grinds them into mm-hmm. gravel. Mm-hmm. And then they take reclaimed asphalt, you know, but anyway, they were able to cut a road through pretty rough, difficult terrain. Cost mm-hmm. them for this whole project, a few, two or $300,000 to build this road. But because they did that, it then allowed them to parcel this huge property off. Yep. And sell something that was unsellable before. Yep. That's, you know, that's a little more advanced, right? That's not something that a beginner is going to want to do. But, you know, and that's the thing about, yeah, you're going to have a water well guy. You're going to have a surveyor. You're going to have to have a road guy. You know what I'm saying? Things like that. Like these, you know, on that, I don't know what he paid per per linear foot on that kind of stuff. But again, as long as it's outside of, it's at least in Texas. That's all I've done is Texas. I don't know about other states, you know, things like that. But, you know, as long as you keep it above 10 acres and as long as you're out in the county, you're not in town or the extra jurisdictional territory, man, you can kind of do, again, in different different counties have, you know, easements had to be so wide, not so wide. You got to have so much things like this. But, you know, like that deal that we did this past year, that was 2,424 acres. And I did that with Justin and Adam, the guys from Casual Fridays. And 
we bought that for 3.4 and we put $150,000 in power lines. And then wow. we put another 30 some odd thousand dollars in road work and everything else. But we still ended up netting $1.8 million in profit. Nice. You know, yeah. I mean, and again, you know, last year was a was a crazy year. You know what I'm saying? And, and the market and, and things like that. And we've got two more that were going on. I just had a, an offer coming in on this next one that we're doing. We've already got, if this one goes, we've got a 1500 acre deal that we've got. We'll have 700 and 400, 700. Yeah. 715 acres out of the, basically half of it sold already. And we just went on the market, you know, a month ago. Nice. So, I mean, again, well, like, well, like let's, I said, let's talk to the guys just getting started in this, right? And, okay. and uh, well, they're interested in land. Okay. And uh, they like the idea of the owner financing. Yep. So, you know, they pick a county, let's say in Michigan. Okay. Um, in fact, I have a friend right now who's interested in Michigan. It's, he's from there. He, you know, he has dreams, uh, memories rather of being a kid going up north to hunt. Lots of beautiful lakes, beautiful country up there. Uh, it's a great place to go in the summer. And there's a big demand for rural vacant land from people who live in Michigan, right? Mm -hmm. So a lot of people from the cities will will go up there for vacations. There's still lots yeah. of hunters and fishermen up there too, right? Oh, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh-huh. So, you know, he's looking for five to 10, 20 acre lots. Let's say, let's say five to 20 acre lots. Yep. So what would you walk through kind of your process, Trevor, if you were to pick a market, if you were to pick Michigan and to pick, what would you look for? How would you pick the counties to target? If, if you get on your financial calculator and you look at it, once you get above 50 or $60,000, unless you get a really big down payment, it takes so long for you to get paid back on this stuff, right? As far as the owner finance side, right? And so the, your, your rate of return drops off pretty, pretty steep once you get beyond that, you know? And that's the retail side. So I would look at and try to find areas that are that five to 10 acres or whatever he's looking for on say Zillow or Realtor or whatever the hell it is and look for what's for sale in that area that's $50,000 within those parameters, 30 to 50,000, just to say, just to get started, right? right? And I would look and I would try to find clusters of those things, right? I'm looking right now as you're talking. Okay. And then once I would start finding some clusters, I'd start seeing some, why would people want to be there? Right. And then I would go to the sold side on the Zillow and see what those those things. So I don't know if Michigan is a is a disclosure state or non-disclosure state. I'll tell you in just one second. It is. I'm seeing prices on their sold. OK, so that's good. OK, good. And then I would I would try to find the ones, the top three or four brokers that had solds on there. And I would call them and I'd be like, Mr. Broker or Mrs. Broker or whatever it is. You know, the one that's got a whole bunch of them and that has an office in that town or area. You know what I mean? And I would call him and say, listen, Mr. Mrs. Broker, my name's Trevor. I'm a real estate investor. I want, if I were to give you 10 listings in the next 12 months, kind of within that 50 or 60, $70,000 range, whatever, where would they be and why? And oh. shut up. Okay. They will tell you where the market is. <laughs> you know what I mean? And what the market is and talk to them and call them until you talk to three or four good ones and you start, you'll, you start seeing trends, right? And once you get that, Listen to the people that make a living there, and especially some of these folks that have lived there for 30 or 40 years. They know exactly what everything goes for. You know yeah. what I mean? They know that Shady Acres, that thing, it's got an HOA. You don't want to touch that son of a buck. They also know that, you know, Pine Views is the hottest market around. And if you find anything under $50,000, the thing will sell in a day. Hmm. You know, uh, reminds me just the other day in one of the big land investing Facebook groups, somebody posted something on there that. Hey, I got a bunch of lots that I want to just wholesale in a certain county in Arizona. Yep. And uh, I forget what it was, but look, hundred and something comments right below that. And it was only a day or two old. And every single one of those comments had an email in it. Yep. And that, bam, that somebody seeing that should think, whoa, wait a second. There is a huge demand for properties in that county, right? Let me share my screen with you. Can I do that? And let's, yeah, look, let's look at Michigan here. This is, I think, a good... This is Michigan here. I went to Zillow okay. and I did a search for solds. I'm looking for properties that sold between 20 to 50 grand. Yep. Lots only. And I did two to 20 acres. Okay. Maybe so a little broad. You may want to tighten it up 10. a little bit. There you go. Two to 10 acres. Yep. All right. You can already see some pockets here. Oh this yeah. Like oh, that's great. Yeah. No, you can see lots of pockets there. Like you zoom in a little bit on some of those on that Northern side there, right? You know, that's got some of that green. There you go. So this area right yeah. here, maybe. heck yeah. This area over here. Mm -hmm. So these, you think about this. This is 
this is, I, I harp on this all the time, whether you're doing houses or land, follow the demand. Where are people looking for properties right now? I'm not going to do any marketing out here, am I? Right? Nope. And I don't know why that is. Maybe there might be national, that might be public land right there. Public land. You know I mean? Maybe it's a lot of agriculture. There may be, uh, yep. I doubt it. That's green, but that's, some of these areas are big. And you'll see there's also nothing near Detroit in that area, right? Yep. Obviously. Yep. So this is a good place to look and just see where the demand is. Yep. And then let's just do, a, I'm going to draw a circle around kind of this area up here. Okay. I'm going to click remove boundary and I'm going to click this draw thing right here. And I'm just going to draw this area, click apply. And here I got 366 results. Oh, one thing you could do too, and I should have done this, sold in the last year. All right. So these are all the ones that have sold in the last year. Still a lot, still 200. Yeah. Well, that's really good, right? Mm-hmm. And you can see now some of these, these are older listings. And and you're saying you can click on some of these and see yep. who the brokers are. And a lot of them too will tell you which which subdivision they're in. Or you can even look those up yourself on the GIS map. Well, this is cool because not yep. every county does this, but it tells you who the listing agent was Yep. and the buyer's agent. All right. So, you, you know, you got Sean Riley here. Let's say you see his name over and over again in this area. Are you going to call him and, and, and tell us again what you'd say to Sean Riley? Okay. I'd be like, hey, Sean, this is, this is Trevor Probant. Hey, I'm, I'm a real estate investor, but I'm kind of working, looking at working your area out here. I, I, I just buy vacant land you know, and, and put it back out on the market. I was just curious if, uh, if you can kind of tell me, you know, if, if I were to give you 10 listings, because I'm, I'm looking to find, you know, build a relationship in that area. I could give you 10 listings in the next year between, you know, 20 and $50,000, right? I saw you did this one at one, two, three Oakwood, right? Like where would those be? And at what price point would they be at? Right. Yeah. Is there, is there a particular subdivision or area? What, what is flying off the shelf for you? And just shut up. Mm-hmm. And he'll tell you if they're worth a darn. And But also, if they don't help you a lot, move on to the next one. Yeah. There's plenty of them. But the good ones, you'll know the first time you talk to them. And it may take you a couple phone calls. That's that's where people are terrible at this game is they don't build those relationships. They want to sit behind their, their computers and do it all algorithm and all this other stuff. <laughs> the people that buy and sell the, like the owners, the brokers, all the people that do everything in here, it's all business, right? Like it's all relationships. It's all yeah. people. The land doesn't change, right? It hasn't yeah. changed in a very long time. You've got to understand that at least whenever you're feeling it out. And the nice thing about it is once you learn a county, you'll have it for a very long time and you're going to have one broker or one realtor that does a long time, but it's just like dating. You're going to have to talk to a lot of people before you find the one. Mm-hmm. And what the what I think I'm seeing here is the huge advantage of this is now you've got a realtor or a broker that can list this property and do the work finding that buyer for you, right? Yep. And here's a here's another thing too. Do you think that whenever you whenever they hear about something, they might not call you about it? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Oh, I've yeah. got a guy. I've got a guy. And that's and that's where you build that relationship in that area. And then what if? You know, like we saw one of those, it looked, one of the solds over there, it looked like it had been a, one of the parcels, like it had been a simple subdivide, you know what I mean? Like the little map and, and things like this. And so yeah. all of a sudden, once you do four, five, eight, 10, whatever it is in a year with some of these folks, right? Once you, once you do that kind of stuff, all of a sudden you're like, Hey, now I want to look at some, you know, 40 or 50 acre tracks. You know what I mean? And you're like, and you talk to him, you're like, Hey, what's the process on doing a simple subdivide in your neck of the woods? Mm. You know what I mean? But don't, that's like asking somebody to get married before you've got to know them a little yeah, bit. You right. know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like, like you, it takes a little while to, to do that kind of stuff. Unless you've already done it in other places, you can send them and talk to them in the right jargon. But what you're talking about doing right here is just building some relationships, understand that. And here's the cool thing about that is you also have somebody to go check that out and will be a backstop for you mm-hmm. where you don't get your backside in a huge bind. Right. You get oh, yeah. one that say you got say there that one that's forty two thousand right there. So you find you get an accepted offer for ten thousand bucks, right? You got an accepted offer for ten grand and you like, oh wow. Oh uh Sean or whatever his his name was, right? You're like Sean's working for you, he runs that area, you'd be like, Hey Sean or Steve, yeah, whatever. Anyway, and be like, Hey, Steve, I got this one over over here, blah blah blah. Will you go check it out for me? Yeah. Yeah. And not will they not only will they take the pictures, but they'll also make sure that there's no garbage on that stuff. There's no, you know what I mean? Because their name is going to be associated and that's how they're going to make their money. Mm-hmm. I will tell you that 
a good broker will keep you out of a bind more than anything. That's huge. And here's the other huge, <laughs> especially, <laughs> especially when you're doing virtually. You well, know they're going to tell you, yeah, listen, and, and I have a story in Michigan, actually, from a, probably four or five years ago. Uh, you know, Seth Williams, I, I sold this deal to him. I just, I actually, I forget what we did. I told him, listen, I was so busy. I said, if you take this deal, but uh, that was a particular property that was right next to a landfill, not a landfill. It was like a quarry, a quarry. Uh-huh. Right? And I would have never known that even looking at Google maps. I, I just, it just looked like an area where they had cleared out trees. You know, it didn't look like this huge quarry, but be, because we were with me and Seth, we talked to um, some local agents in that area and we found out about it and uh, we realized, you know what? Um, the guy said, listen, there's, this is still a great area. You can still sell this thing. And uh, I, I don't know all the details of, but here's the point of what I'm trying to make. These realtors are going to tell you now, you know, this is kind of on the wrong side of the tracks. This is not a good area. There's a neighbor here that is, uh, is, has dementia and he's going to uh, bring out his shotgun every time somebody comes to look at this house, this, yep. this, this lot. So you need to be and careful. The big that. deal too is making sure you have access because any uh, of this stuff, do not waste your time. I, I will scream it from the rooftops. Do not re- waste your time with properties you can't get to easily. Mm-hmm. If you can't get there in a damn Volvo, don't get there. Don't uh-huh. mess with it. In a Volvo? Well, I, believe me, I've been burned so many times. Really? And so I'm just jaded. Okay. You know what um, I mean? Yeah, yeah. I get it. So the realtor can help you get pictures. They can tell you if there's really access or not. They can, a realtor can also help you what? Put the property on the MLS. And right? a lot of them are going to have, especially as hot as land is right now, they're going to have their own buyers list and that thing will never go to market. Hmm. What kind of commissions do you, would you pay a realtor on a 10 to... 10 to two to 10 acres. What kind of commission would you pay them for that? I'd pay them 10%. 10%. Eight, eight okay. to 10, eight to 10, especially if, if they have buyers on both, you know what I mean? Yeah. And everything else like that, I would do it that way. Just, you know, that's, that's where you get into that, right? Because then you're going to spend a thousand bucks for closing costs and then you're going to do that. So you, on those, if you're going to sell them for cash, you, you know, you need to buy them 25, 35% of market value. You know what I mean? To make it worth your while. And then, when, if you're selling it on owner financing, mm-hmm. you still pay that realtor 10% of the final sales price when they bring yeah, you Yeah, it just depends right? what I would do. And it depends on, on what you're doing. But like, I would be like, depending on how much I get, because what I allow people to do on owner financing is I allow them to buy down their interest rate. Huh. This is yeah. a big key that's helped me at, you know, at 10% down, I'm going to charge you 9.9% interest. But at 20% down, I may take it to 8% interest. In the grand scheme of things, 2 percent over 10 years on a forty thousand dollar note is not that much money but if you can get 20 percent down instead of 10 percent down it makes your rate of return skyrocket in year one mm-hmm. and just so we're clear too you like going after the larger lots you know for a beginner maybe two to ten acres two to twenty acres you don't like you steer clear of the quarter acre smaller lots right <sighs> because i like selling to recreational buyers right yeah. you also I, get look- fewer hoas at this, yes. at this size too right yes I love the whole thought. And uh, it's funny, actually, with a judge in this county that I'm doing a bunch of these big subdivides and everything. She wants to talk. She's got some county owned lots in town and they are in a rural area. So they have US, USGA or ag, you know, the loans, USDA loans where they're zero percent down, no okay. PMI, things yeah, like yeah. this. Well, that's what I've been trying to look at is is finding some of those those lots in these rural areas and putting like a um, prefab. Not not a mobile home, but you know what I mean? And yeah. talking about that, but that's something I've just never done, to be honest with you. So I can't really tell you good, bad, or indifferent on it. I'm looking to see which county this is in Michigan. Ross, Ross Common, Ross Common County. Okay. All right. So this is one of the counties in that area we were just searching in. Okay. What do you like to use for finding a list of landowners in that county? I, I mean, the easy button is priced, P-R-Y-C-D. That's yeah. the one that you do the dot com. Yeah, they're the ones that use data tree, but you can actually price your own properties. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. It really depends if it's in if it's in a disclosure state and it's in a in a pretty homogenous area. It's a great great way to do it. But I like data tree. I've used list source. I've used all of them, man. So you data you go to data tree yourself? Yeah, yeah, just data tree instead of priced. You know what I mean? And I, I go through whatever I want to. I'm looking here at price. I'm just kind of walking people through mm-hmm. this here. I have a subscription with them. I like these guys. Yeah, no, I do too. I mean, and believe they, me, they I pull pay it more from data money tree. than I care to. 
I think it's a good place to get started. I like to target people that live in the county. So I'll do exclude in county. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And let's just see what our count is here. I also like to do, I personally like to do it where they've had it for four or five years. They own it for okay. a little while, but that's just me. So there's, see, now you get 720 and maybe you need to go in county also, right? Like that's yeah. almost not enough to make a difference. So I'll do include all, but I also, there's a, here we go. Last sale date. Yep. Last sale date before let's do five years ago. One, two, three, four, five. All right, let's see what we've got here now. Get count, 740. All right, so these are <laughs> yeah. these are people who have owned it over five years who live, they may live next door. So sometimes, you know, you might want to exclude this, but this is only one county, right? Yep. And it's a tiny little county. You, you yep. should go after these five or six, seven counties that are all around here. Absolutely. Okay, cool. So you get a list. The thing I like about priced is it, it, it does a decent job. I mean, it gets you 90% of the way there for comping lots, right? Yep. All right. So when you, you, you send out some direct mail, Trevor, what do you like to send? Two page old school. Here's my offer purchase agreement. What first page introductory. This is what I do. How this is who I am. Second page. Here's a, here's a offer. Okay. So you're sending a, what's called a blind offer. Yep. For, for, for these types of properties. Yes. Okay, cool. Have you ever tried sending just a generic letter saying, Hey, do you want to sell your property? I want to buy it. Give me a call. Yeah, I actually got dog cussed by a little lady yesterday for a neutral letter that I sent on a, you know, a very expensive place. But, you know, she said it was terrible practices and all this. Other. But again, those are multi-million dollar prop ranches, right? And yeah, I yeah. sent them directly to my cell phone because I don't want to miss it, you know? Yeah, yeah. And she caught me. <laughs> and that was just, hey, would you be interested in, in selling it? Or I can partner with you or I can, you know, I was the most unoffensive letter I've probably ever sent in my life. And mm. she found it offensive. You know, so yeah, well, that, yeah, um, you're going to get that oh, for sure. Seems like the little ladies are more mean than anybody uh. is. It's, it's weird. Have you ever tested range letters where you send them, hey, I, I might be able to buy your thing for between here and here? No. And there's, man, you know, I, I send out 50, 60,000 of these a year, okay. right? Like, I just send the damn thing out. If I feel like, especially in these areas that I know, right? These counties, I know five or six counties I know extremely well. And I'm just going to send them out and and, yeah. and put it as, you know, whatever percentage that is. Am, am I missing out? Probably. You know what I mean? I, I don't know. But I'll also mail the same counties once every six months or so. So you're doing a lot of mail. What what about on, on average a month do you do? Four to 5,000. Nice. Okay. My uh, Pat Live bill is pretty expensive. So that, let's talk about that. The calls, they go to a Pat Live, somebody answers live. Yep. yep. And then what what happens to the lead then? Then I'll get the, you know, the, the email and says, you know, basically my whole deal is, you know, they answer the phone. What, what, you know, what's the parcel number, blah, blah. blah. Do you accept what's on the offer price? You know, and then, and then if, if not, then if, or if they do either way, I always ask, have them ask my pet life people, Hey, do they have any other properties that they would sell also or instead of, or, or anything else like that? Then it comes to me and it goes, I'm again, you're gonna make fun of me. Like, I don't, I don't have any cool CRMs or anything else like that. Like it goes into an Excel spreadsheet and, and I look at usually at night, I'll pull up all of them accepted ones or, you know, a couple of days a week, I'll pull up the accepted ones and that's, and things may be changing, you know, because I mean, t- yesterday, I think I had 14 offers on properties I own. Like I had mail, like you mailed your own. Also, yeah. On my own, on my own properties. You know what I mean? You yeah, know? Yeah. And so, and so, a lot of those were still the, the cheaper ones, you know, that I've got, you know, and things like that from back in the day. But, you know, it's just one of those things. It doesn't seem like there's ever like a big like rush on a lot of these. You know what I'm saying? And so a couple of days a week, I'll go through all of them, see if that's exactly where I need them to be. You know, if I have any questions, I'll call brokers in the area. But for the most part, again, I've done all the hard work and I'll be like, OK, I know that this one like the other day I got one. It's like in Colorado, it's got Aspen trees on it. It's got all this other stuff. I've got an offer at 27,000. It's probably worth 80. You know what I mean? But, but to be honest with you, like that's still, I had that still listed at 40 or 45% on price. It's just appreciations happen so fast, you know, in some of these areas and things like that. Like, and so I go through it and decide which ones I want to call back and which ones I want to do whatever. And that's where I've got to, I got to hire. I'm, well, you know, too, the thing that's interesting is you're going to find less competition on those bigger lots, right? A Absolutely. Lot of beginners, 
you know, a lot of the beginners that are going in, they're targeting the smaller lots that because they only have a thousand or two thousand bucks to spend yep. on a deal. You're going to find less competition on the bigger lots that you go. And, and I love the fact that you're targeting recreational buyers because they're the ones that are looking for land that they can just bug out on, ride their four wheelers, you know, go camping, build a cabin someday. And I'll tell you this right now, we are seeing a big increase in people wanting more acreage. Really? They yeah. don't want they don't want that one acre, four acres or five acres. They want that 20 or 30 or 50 or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. I'm seeing right. a big push on that. Trevor, let's talk about raising capital. Because, you know, somebody's going after those bigger lots, which we're recommending they do because they're going to be easier to sell. Yep. They got to close on them. They got to get the money to do that. What do you tell somebody who's just getting started on how to find the private money? Man, that's, and that's all of us, right? Like Joe, I mean, you know, you, you do the same thing and you're very, very well known and respected and, you know, in real estate and all this other stuff. I'm sure you're always looking for money, right? There's always a deal. I'll send an email out. That's which is a nice thing for me. I have an audience and an email list, right? I can send some emails and get money. But so let's say somebody's not known, they don't have a platform, yep. you know. Nope, I completely understand. Okay, so and this is the cool thing about what we're talking about, right? Because we're talking about twenty, thirty thousand, right? And this is and this is somebody I still think that you should go a little more expensive than the five acres in Castilla, right? And the you know, the one or two thousand dollar parcels, right? Because they're so much easier to sell, you got such better buyers. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. The thing is, is what you would do is you get that accepted offer, right? And then you go open up your mouth to anybody and everybody. Because <laughs> the cool thing is, is your dad, your uncle, your cousin, your aunt, your whatever it is, has $15,000 laying around somewhere. Yep. Yep. You know what I mean? That's the nice thing versus the housing side where it's going to take you three, four, five hundred thousand dollars right? <laughs> and a note and a or you know what I mean? This is the cool thing about that. And this is something, you know, I live in a, I live in a market where there's less than a hundred thousand people. We have no RIA meetings. We have no things like this. If I have a RIA meeting, I run around and and this is where I want to be, to be honest with you. I want to tell every, and I've got a podcast, my own little podcast, and it talks about 40, 40 acres or rent house, right? I want to turn every, I want to turn all of those accepted offers, whether that's, uh, you know, to sell for cash or to turn into owner finance or, Maybe you wholesale it to somebody that wants to turn it into owner finance deal, right? Yeah. I go to a RIA meeting in my area and say, hey, who buys rent houses? Everyone raise their hand. And be like, after this, after the meeting, I want to take all y'all out to coffee. I want to show you, I take an amortization table, right? On that I print out on Excel and I say, hey, this is what it costs. This is what you get. You know what I'm saying? I can buy it for 20. I'll sell it to you for 25 or we can partner on it or whatever the hell, you know, whatever you want to do with it and be like, I want to take this and this is how much you can make. This is your rate of return. There's no tenants, nothing to burn down, anything else like that, right? We can both put our names on the deed. We buy the thing. We partner with it. We split proceeds right down the middle or whatever you can negotiate, right? Yeah. That is where no no good buy left behind. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And and pretty soon, and I think that's where a lot of people are falling down. I just think, was thinking about this. I was like, there's so many people that are fighting. Like you can't get a 1% rule anymore in any of these large markets, yeah. especially DFW. It used to be a great rental market. Yeah. Even with the sky high rent prices, good luck, right? Well, what if I could turn some of those people that have been buying rent houses left and right? What if I can tell them I can, I can take, you know, you know, they can sell two of the rent houses and keep all the capital and do whatever. We can turn them into, you know, $5,000 a month in notes, right? With that $500,000 without all the headache. Yeah, this is this is so key, and and I've seen guys even do this in Facebook groups. Now, there's there's all kind of rules. We're not legal ad- attorneys. We're not giving you financial advice. You got to be careful when you're raising private money, selling securities or whatever. Right? You got to be careful with that. So, uh, but I've seen people post actual deals in Facebook groups. Right? This is probably the one of the fastest, easiest ways to do it. Post a deal in a Facebook group and say, "Hey, I got a potential deal here. Anybody want to partner with me on it?" Or I saw one guy one time and he got a ton of responses to this. I think he said, I'll pay either 10% if you want to just lend the money or I'll give you 15% of the profits. And so he gave them the choice and I don't know where it ended up, right? But I know he got a lot of responses for that. So even if you get a good land deal, right? It's called the flap your lips method. Open your mouth, start talking to people, put it out there in different Facebook groups and um, you'll start finding private investors that will either lend you the money, and it, but it, it also they'll get more money if they want to um, partner with you on it. And, take and, and that's where I've done a lot of that is partnering because it's not a security if you're both on the deed, yeah. right? 
Yeah. You're, you're a partner on the deal. You're not necessarily a security where you've got all the control, right? That's really what a security is. You've got the control over the deal. Make sure that their entity is on, on the, on the deal. And then you and they have their, or whatever it is. And then you've got your operating agreement that says, this is how we split profits, whatever that is, whatever you negotiate. Well, that's really good. Man, I hope you guys are picking up the gold we're laying down here. This has been, <laughs> as one of my friends said, I hope, I hope you're smelling what we're stepping in here <laughs> because uh, this is good stuff. And here's the thing I want to also bring to you guys. There's, there's a lot of Trevors out there that are doing a lot of deals. They're, 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 they're killing it. What if you, you know, you've, you, Trevor mentioned some of those states he has, right? What if you find a deal out there? Why don't you contact somebody like Trevor and say, hey, listen, I got this deal. You want to partner with me on it? Right. We'll just split it 50 50. I think Trevor, if it's a good enough deal, would be willing to partner with you on a deal that you bring to him if it, if it makes sense to him. Right. And then yep. as you go through that process, you can learn how a guy like Trevor does what he does. Right. By bringing them deals and he can help you with all of those little minor details. So I like that. So you partner with the investor on the deal and you have an operating agreement that's kind of spells out. Can you give us a little more details on that? Like, how do you normally, how, how might, what's an example of how you might split the profits on, on something like that? Yeah. Most of my stuff, I just, I usually split right down the middle as far as 50, 50 for the majority of my stuff. But like on these big deals, I take less, you know what I mean? Okay. And, okay. and, but I don't have nearly as much capital in them, right? Like the big subdivides and things like that. Right. And so basically what we would do is, you know, again, everyone is perfectly, as long as everyone knows exactly what the rules are before you even get started right? Expectations at the very beginning for everything is how everything sets up, right? Mm-hmm. And to be honest with you, like, a, and I understand that's expensive money. And even that's, that's something I'm working on right now myself, but I sleep awesome at night. I don't have to worry about anything, right? Like there's no interest ticking off. Well, you know and, and I mean? that's a good thing too. If it's a partner, you're not making payments. Let's say nope. there is no buyer, right? Nope. There, there, or it takes you three months to find a buyer yep. or your buyer uh, leaves after six, eight months, right? You don't have to make payments. It's not a debt. Yep. Yep. And and here's, and here, you know, the owner finance deal, and that's something I'm, you know, being 100% honest, that's where like raising real capital right now and talking about whether that's a fund and how long is that fund and things like this, because people don't want to give you, you know, on these big, you know, flips and sexy deals and all this other stuff. Oh, well, I'll give you 100% rate of return on your money. I could do an override and then a percentage of this and you still make, you know, and yeah, you're going to be on the note, but the thing is, is, you know, you hold it for a year, maybe two years tops. People are like, oh, hell yeah. Right. Well, on these, I'm going to give you a 15% rate of return on your money, but it may take 10 years out. You don't have as many people jumping up and down about that, where that's where I'm really trying to focus on how I would build a fund. Right. And, and how I would set that up as far as maybe it's a two year term and then we can either sell it or I buy you out, you know, all that stuff beforehand. And that's where I'm at right now. Next week, I'm actually going to be in Fort Worth meeting with Adam and Justin, and, and we're talking about a, a big uh, teaching deal that we're talking about, like these big deals, but I've also got a meeting with a, with an attorney that does nice. securities and all that other stuff to see how other people have done that, right? Because like when you talk about apartment complexes, right, either you've got a capital event, you've got either a sale or a refinance, right? That's where you get your money back out. Well, well how do you do that on these long-term deals, right? And and so it's just one of those things, and, and I... I've always been very conservative, you know, and like being on these podcasts and even have my own little podcast is one of those things where I know a ton of this stuff. I've done a bunch of it, but almost allowing yourself to be known for doing that. Like you have that awesome email list and all this other stuff, something I've never done. You know what I mean? And, and just building, building that following and building the people that want to invest in with, with you is something that I've got to get better at. And that's just being hundred percent honest. Well, Trevor, how can people, you have a little podcast. What's the name of the podcast? How can people find it? Land Investing, The Dirt Road to Wealth. And it is no production. It's me in a room, <laughs> in the room that you're seeing right now with the elk in the background. Okay. Um, like that, it's just me kind of getting fired up about stuff and, and kind of talking and there's no fluff, no anything. But that's kind of that's kind of what, what we're doing. That's how I kind of- Yeah, that's awesome. You know, is it a YouTube there. video channel also or- no, sir. I'm not it's smart audio. enough for that. <laughs> <laughs> so it's just an audio podcast, right? Yes, sir. All right. And uh, give us the name one more time. Land Investing, The Dirt Road to Wealth. Land Investing, The Dirt Road to Wealth. Cool. Yep. 
And do you have a website or any place where somebody wants to get a hold of you, Trevor, Facebook, LinkedIn? No, I, don't. I mean, yeah, I've got Facebook and, and things like that. If they want to, they can actually just call my cell phone, which is okay. 940-736-8797. I think I've got, you've got it and everything. But we're also, uh, I'm, I'm working on building a better website, doing this whole social media stuff and, and things like that. I've just been terrible at all that. So, so. <laughs> repeat, repeat your cell phone number one more time. It's area code 940-736-8797. There you go. Bam. And if and if somebody if somebody's interested in, in like learning like how to do these big ranch deals and things like that, that's something that Justin and Adam and I are, are gonna be talking about this next week. Nice. And uh and and that's that's super exciting. So yeah, Justin and Adam, if you guys don't know, they have a really good podcast. I highly recommend it. You should go check it out. It's called Casual Fridays. REI, I think it is. Casual Fridays are REI. They used to do it once a week on Fridays. I think they're doing more frequently now, right? Yeah, they did it every day there for a while, but now I think they're back just to once a week because we're running and gunning and doing other stuff. So nice. yeah, these guys are super busy. They're laid back. I like their show. I've listened to a lot of their episodes. So go check out the Casual Fridays real estate podcast as well. Uh, Trevor, thank you so much for your time, man. Really yeah, man. It. I hope I hope it helps somebody out. Like I said, I would if you've got deals, especially in like I said, those 20, 30, 40 acre parcels, right? 50 cents on the dollar or less, I'm interested in buying them. Partnering yeah. what, you know, one way or other. I usually buy them myself, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? But I, I would love to, you know, if you can wholesale them, I don't care what money you make on the deal, as long as it's my desired rate of return. All right. All right, Trevor. Thank you so much, guys. We'll see you all later. Thanks for listening or watching. We'll see you guys. Take care, everybody. Thanks. Bye-bye.